Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Greg Murphy, of course, race control co-host. Race control co-host, sorry, Murph, I mean, you're the good Murphy in the whole of Hawks Bay, he's the bad one. Um, I... um. I know there's uh, there's a lot on, uh, particularly uh, with Liam Lawson. We talked fondly about this kid last week, uh, Murph, and uh, it didn't quite come to fruition for him, missing out on that title. Yeah, Smithy, it did. Uh, unbelievable um, scenes, to be honest. Um, I think uh, you know the way it played out was, in sporting terms, um, you know, a bit of an unprofessional foul. Uh, taken that took uh, Liam out on, on the last race of the season while leading the championship. I think um, it was like uh, someone getting tackled in rugby uh, with a head high with no arms to be shown in any way, shape or form, just uh, <laughs> shoulder charge to the head, basically. Um, it was um, <laughs> a pretty... Un- it was a very unsportsmanlike and very unprofessional uh, manner in which it, uh, it ended Liam's championship hopes and... Um, and the world, the motorsport world, is up in arms about it. Um, the way it was handled by DTM, uh, the way the other teams, um, you know, were complicit in, in, in the whole thing. And, and um, yeah, just uh, staggering scenes and, and heartbreaking for him after driving superbly all year. And, and uh, based on the fans' reaction, you know, there's no doubt in any of their minds that um, he's the, he was the rightful champion. So, Murph, in, in rugby, as you were talking about, and um, we have talked about that particular incident in question, there is a citing process where, after the event, uh, things can be done about it. What about uh, in motor racing as such? Yeah, there, there can be, depending on the regulations and the rules of individual championships. Um, the, the driver in question, Calvin Vanderlinder, um, uh, the move that he put on, uh, on Liam to break Liam's car, put him out of the race, um, was was deemed to be uh, you know, worthy of infringement, but all they did was give him a five-second penalty during his pit stop. Um, there is, in some cases, the ability to have that reviewed afterwards and, and further sanctions, but in, uh, as far as I'm aware, in this case, that's, um, that hasn't taken place and the championship is over, so um, there's probably not too much more to play for. But, um, yeah, it was... It was a situation that I, I actually can't recall seeing in a in a very long time, and and, and my professional opinion, um, it, it very much looked like uh, you know uh, Kelvin had a plan. Um, I think he probably realised that if he hadn't didn't get past Liam in the first um, you know couple of corners, then you know his hopes were going to be pretty pretty difficult to to be able to win the championship. And he um, he made a plan to to dive down the inside at the first corner, regardless of of how deep and how fast Liam was into the corner and. And, um, you know, he made that decision pretty early on, in my opinion, and, and um, you know, played it out and uh, was willing to take the, take the risk. And, um, and, I, and I don't really see that as a, a, a very um, sportsman-like piece of behaviour, and, and, and I'd say everyone else pretty much is in support of that. So now Liam uh, returns to Formula 2, where he's in eighth place with a couple of meetings to go. So pretty good results so far. And, of course, you talked last week about the the Formula One test drive that he may have later in the year, that yep. none of this will impact on that, will it? No, no, not at all. Uh, I, I think, um, you know, the seeing as uh, how disappointing and, and how disappointing it was for him, obviously, but how disappointing it was for everyone else, I think, um, you know, uh, coming out of that, um, it's only just probably raised his 
his stakes even higher. And, and um, you know, there's no question after two pole positions, he put his car on pole for both races uh, on the weekend at, at uh, Norris Ring. And, and again, just highlights his, his uh, skill level and potential and, and um, you know, what he's capable of achieving. So, no, I think it probably just reinforces all that. And, and the F2 mm. scenario, um, you know, it's been a tricky season, but, um, you know, Red Bull are, are fully supportive of this young man. And I know that they see a big, a big bright future. So we'll, uh, we'll watch with, the, uh, with very much a lot of interest to see what plays out. Uh, Nick Cassidy was drafted in on the weekends um, over there in replace of Alex Albon as, as Liam's teammate. So we had uh, two very, very fast Kiwis running and DTM teammates and a couple of Ferraris, which, and, and Nick just did a, an amazing job, uh, played um, you know, rear gunner to Liam incredibly well, um, was very fast all weekend and, and supported the AF Corsa, the team that they drive for to, to win the, um, uh, the team's championship as well. So you know, that was, um, it was awesome to see two, two Kiwis um, absolutely at the top of their game uh, racing at that level. Mm. Formula One uh, news, of course, the, the Turkish Grand Prix was won by Valtteri Bottas, the, the Finnish driver uh, from Max Verstappen, who's now taken over the lead from Lewis Hamilton. And as always, there is uh, rumours or suspicions of skullduggery uh, behind the scenes. And Mercedes now, uh, Red Bull are now uh, questioning Mercedes' quick gain in performance, Murph. Yeah, this is, this is never ending, of course. I mean, it's the drama the absolute drama of uh, Formula One, and and it has been um, uh, a pretty entertaining season in the uh, the knife throwing contest between uh, Red Bull and Mercedes. Um, and you know the, this this championship is going to go down to the wire, and and uh, you know they're just just trying to continuously put pressure on on each team through whatever means they can, and and it's um it, it is it's very interesting to watch. And I you know, I think Mercedes um. You know they they are uh, obviously a class act and and uh, continuously working uh, to to try and better their performance just like Red Bull are as well. But um, you know I, I would expect that uh, any kind of suggestion of um, any skullduggery from Mercedes is, is uh, you know you're gonna have to have your facts pretty well straight. I don't I don't really see that uh, they're an operation that you're gonna catch out on doing something they shouldn't. Uh, Murph, uh, there's still uh, five Grand Prix to go uh, in this particular season. Uh, who would who would be look, looking at now, knowing the circuits that are coming up, and just assuming technically they both both uh, both those teams get through. So it's a Hamilton Verstappen basic duel from here on in. If you look at the points table, uh, re- who would you favour? Whether you know what's coming up? Uh, at the moment, uh, based on where we're at, I don't. I'd have to go back a few while. I haven't actually looked at the information to see when we have mm. actually arrived at this point in the season with a championship so close. Um, you know, Lewis Hamilton has had these under control now for eternity, effectively, you know, these championships, and, and you know, has won the championship uh, prior to the end of the season, I don't know how many times in the last, you know, seven, eight years. So right now it's probably more difficult than ever. I mean, there'll be analysts everywhere, you know, talking about the Mercedes versus the Red Bull and on different circuits and that kind of thing, but... But, you know, there's been surprises thrown in there all the way through the season, and, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few more. So um, regardless of the circuits that are coming up, the performance of these guys, and, and depending on the conditions and those kinds of things as well, um, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, a tight fight, I think, all the way to the finish. I mean, toing and throwing all the way through. And it's only going to take 
another similar situation, which I reckon we will see before the end of the year between Hamilton and Verstappen, where there's the potential again for clash. I, I really do. And, and interesting with, with Bottas on the weekend, you know, driving as good as what he did. Um, you know, how's he going to play in, in all this? Because I think, uh, you know, there's, it was interesting watching a video. My son showed me a video, actually, of um, after the race on the weekend in Turkey. And, and Valtteri was on the, on the podium and, and collected his trophy. And um, they, they, the camera shot swung round to down at the team at the bottom of the podium. And all the Mercedes team were clapping um, at Valtteri winning the thing, except for Toto Wolff, who was standing there with his hands in his pockets. And um, when the camera got on him, he pulled his hands out and started clapping. And so that was that was sort of really interesting. I mean, that that, that relationship is finished at the end of the year. But um, you know, I, I would be very careful if I was Mercedes not to uh, um, you know push Valtteri to one side too far, um, because uh, he may. Uh, can and could play a very big uh, defining moment in this championship, depending on how they decide to treat him towards the end. Just uh, finally, Murph Tickford Racing has uh, confirmed uh, the signing of uh, Jake Kostecki. He'll join the team next year yeah. on a multi-year deal. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> it's a bit of an interesting one, and and uh, the pessimism in me is is uh, uh, relates to the fact that. Um, I would say there's a fair bit of money that comes along with Jake uh, to that team. So uh, there's been a bit of a switch there. J- uh, Jack LeBrock um, was in that operation, again, um, sort of funding a reasonable chunk of his budget. Um, so something may have, may or may not have happened there. I don't know all the details, but uh, Jake Kostecki's turning up there, which, you know, he's been driving pretty good. At the moment, he still hasn't proven to be, you know, uh, of the, the class of the guys that are, are running constantly inside the top 10. But, you know, maybe there's potential there. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting news. And I think we're actually going to be speaking to Jake uh, tonight on uh, race control. I think um, we've managed to get him for a bit of a chat. So that'll be an interesting one. Young fella um, who's, um, you know, uh, looking to make his name in, in the game. So we're, we're going to have a chat to him tonight. Um, also, we're going to chat to Craig Beard as well, who is the driving standards mm. um, uh, officer for supercars. So we're going to get Beard. I want to actually get his opinions on what happened on the weekend in, in Germany with uh, Liam. And uh, he has uh, been in that role with Supercars for quite some time now and does an amazing job. So it'd be great to get his opinion. And also we we actually have Nick Cassidy on tonight too, live from uh, Europe somewhere, probably in Monaco where he lives, um, to chat about his weekend and get a bit of an insight on, on uh, what happened uh, uh, post-season uh, um, in Germany as well. So um, we've got a few uh, pretty entertaining guests on that should... Uh, be very interesting. Look forward to the show. Uh, it's Greg Murphy and Stephen McIver, Race Control here on SENZ.